What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 311th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. Once again, another weird recording schedule, but you guys don't have to worry about that. Only I do. My name is SBJ, and with me today is Will. I think I also have to worry about your weird recording schedule because I was literally asleep like 20 minutes ago. I'm sorry. It's been a very. I went to a, a Pokemon regional tournament this mo- this past week in Will, and it, it distra- I stretched oh, myself oh, no, too no. thin. No, no, no. I know where you were. I checked on Find My Friends. You knew where Don't I was fit. today. Today, yes. Today. Good news. Good news, Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I completed my census today, which I started like three months ago. I finally got around to finishing it. Is that tax stuff? Census? No, it's just government stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the government, uh, the government of Slack is here, Rochelle. Hi. <laughs> that was a pretty good transition. That was pretty great. I also did my census stuff today. What? Did you oh. get the census? Yeah. The, I'm a part of the employment statistics. Weird. Uh, I'm sure I, it's, the... it's like one in 10 households, so you don't mm-hmm. necessarily get it. But how will my opinion be heard? I know. It's I'll make not a... anything about your opinion, but there's a lot of offensive <laughs> questions in there. <laughs> I'll make a podcast about it and then let the world hear how upset I am that a company is making games that I might not want. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Let's start, start oh. getting right, touch the, uh, your finger to the iron. We'll just skip the intros. Let's just jump <laughs> right into the angriness. Ex- no, excuse me, Rochelle and Steve, you both, you owe me. The podcast that I demand. That's right. Um, that's what I'm putting my foot down right now. I do. <laughs> we probably. Uh, I mean, today's episode is going to be pretty straightforward. It's it's funny because if you didn't know, there was a Pokemon press conference that took place on Tuesday night, nine p.m. or sorry, eight p.m. Central Time. For some reason, I always thought it was nine. The conference was clearly planned. Ahead of time, because pe- publications were there, such as Eurogamer, who uh, will be our main source for this episode. As you remember from previous episodes, Eurogamer was the company that predicted, that talked a lot about the Nintendo Switch prior to that coming out. They pretty much got everything right. They were there today. They also wrote about stars, which you know never came to fru- 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 fruition? fruition. Fruition. Yeah, that was the right word. I was using, I just, uh, my mouth broke. So we'll be using them as a source today because they were literally sitting in the crowd and uh, they were one of many English people there that got hard, hard, cold facts. And that's pretty much going to be our episode. I know what I was referring to earlier is people in Slack expect this to be a four hour episode because of the amount of data we have. I wouldn't say that we got a lot of data or, 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 or facts or information. I would say we got, we got, a three-minute trailer, and some other stuff, and a new game that we can talk about, and then uh, a future game, and some Q&A at the end, and that was kind of it. Everything else besides that are just people speculating, and either being really excited, or really upset, worried, or... Catastrophizing? Uh, yeah. Everything else is kind of... That's why we're <laughs> going we're gonna to stick to this Eurogamer article. We're going to share our thoughts and opinions on it, as we do on the podcast. I'm assuming most people who listen aren't listening for news. They're listening for our our opinions and our thoughts and our expressions. 
And that'll probably be the episode. And it's not because we that we don't want to talk about everything. It's mostly because we have so much time before these games come out that don't worry if we miss something. Plenty of weeks. Some would say over a year to another title uh, before that stuff comes out. So nothing to stress about. If it if it was my way, if it was my choice, we would spend the ninety minute. I think I guess. Technically, it is my choice, but I know you guys would probably be upset. If it was my choice, though, I would spend the 90 minutes talking about the best Pokemon game ever made, which is Pokemon Quest. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that ironically. Pokemon Quest is extremely good. Can we just take a couple minutes to talk about Pokemon Quest? Because I agree, it is the best Pokemon game. Well, the best, po- it's not Pokemon Ranger. Come on, let's step back <laughs> into Look, reality a little bit here. Ranger's real good. Pokemon Ranger number one, Pokemon Quest number two. Mm. So I'll put them really, at a tie. Po- Pokemon Quest is kind of hard to play e- for me. The, the best part about Pokemon Quest is you actually don't play it. Well, <laughs> you don't have to. You that, can if you want to, you but can. it's a fool's errand if you do. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, let's get Quest out of the way real quick. We'll we'll probably spend more time in the future talking about Quest here, but for those that that don't know, Quest, so three things were announced at the Pokemon conference, and it was not live-streamed. It was was presented in a room of people, and then that was tweeted, which I thought was really weird. I said that multiple times on stream. Uh, Thank you to everyone who came over to my Twitch channel and watched me watch Twitter. That was very weird. But I do appreciate you. <laughs> do appreciate everyone that did that. Uh, I know somebody commented multiple times. I said, "Why is this not being live streamed?" And when they inter- they opened with Quest, I was like, "Okay, this makes sense." Uh, and then, as we found out, they opened with then they moved on to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which were rumors we've talked about. That source was right, and we'll get there. That's going to be the majority of the episode. And a lot of people thought that that was the next Pokemon game. And immediately when they saw Quest, they were like, this looks like hot garbage. Uh, even I might have been like, eh, I don't know if this is for me. And then everyone thought we were going to stop there, come to that ending. And we got a simple, a very simple announcement of a, a the next, I don't even know how they worded it. Pretty much another Pokemon game is coming in 2019, the second half. Yeah, they called it Core RPG. Core, the next Core RPG. Co- core RPG. That that is the mainline term. Pokemon RPG is the exact wording. Okay, I watched the whole press conference. Okay, <laughs> but they uh, they said it will be in the style of Sun and Moon and X and Y. So that's what. So that was a sentence, and I think that's what everyone was looking for was that announcement and that kind of now makes sense in retrospect why this wasn't live streamed because really all they needed to do to shut up pokemon fans was to say this game is being worked on even though they said that last year uh (laughs) this game is still being worked on uh and it will come out in this six month time frame which is july to december of 2019 if i did my months right Yes. Mm-hmm. S- second half. Late. <laughs> a- 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 A.K.A. November. Because <laughs> why? Exactly. Yeah. The week before Thanksgiving. Exactly. Mm. Yes. 
because they 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 love that date. They love the Friday before uh, Thanksgiving. That is like their Nintendo's and Game Freak's favorite favorite date to release. So those are the three things. Honestly, I don't think there's much to talk about besides the what was it mainline RPG. Correction: main series Pokemon RPG. I wrote this down because I've got <laughs> I've got arguments about this. Okay, so that's n- not much to say besides we know this was being worked on. I didn't believe they were going to use E3 as their stage to announce it because they didn't need to. I did think it was weird that they didn't stream it, but now it kind of makes sense in that. It, okay, so it makes it's- sense why they didn't stream it because both Pokemon Quest and Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, the people that are interested in that game are not interested in watching a live stream about games being announced. Hmm. <sighs> That's what I would say. Like the person who walks into the store to buy Mario Odyssey for their kid for Christmas or just a kid who saved up their money to buy Mario Odyssey, probably not watching E3 next week. Yeah. I was going to just say the amount of time I've already put into both games is not casual time. <laughs> you do a Pokemon podcast. Well, you are. <laughs> Far from casual. I, I'm not required by law to. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of people I know who are really excited about like Let's Go and Quest, who literally knew about this before. I mean, minding, I was driving to work when this press conference started. But <laughs> there's a lot of people who are really excited about this game that I would not call casual players. Well, there's exceptions to that for sure. But like some huh. of, I mean, like some of the biggest. Pokemon Go players, I know. Anyways, well, we'll talk about it in a second. But even even in the press conference, they said that like this is aimed for this specific market. From watching the press conference, because they make it explicit. Are we already talking about Let's Go? I I just realized we just got into that. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk about Quest real quick? Quest is the best game ever. Check my Twitter. I got a shiny Psyduck earlier. I'm very excited. <gasps> oh, I'm so jealous. Can you guess what my first shiny in Quest is? What? If I'm a little, can you tell a little note of disappointment? Uh, Zubat? In my voice. No, no. Even worse than that. Worse? Yeah. Uh, what would be worse? There's a lot of good, like Spearow what, maybe? What is like a Gen 1 Pokemon that nobody really wants? Pidgey? I don't know. Pidgey's pretty cool. I got a shiny Lickitung. Oh <laughs> my gosh! I'm genuinely jealous. I love Lickitung. Lickitung is pretty cool. Nobody Although it's shiny, loves Lickitung. It's shiny's like not different, right? It's pretty similar. No, it it is. It's yellow. Oh, okay. Instead of what? Like white or pale? Pink. No, regular Lickitung is pink. Yeah. I think that's exciting. I would trade you if I could. Maybe they'll implement that in the future. Maybe. I did uh I did buy the $30 DLC cuz I was like I've been playing this game so much and I really love this game. I'm going to give them some money. And okay. I was like, "Plink, you can get it." Let's back up. Some people might not know what Pokémon Quest is. Who are these people and what rock have they been living under? Let me tell you. What <laughs> when people say like, "I I know that Casual fans would have watched or loved this press conference. Let me tell you how many people come into my Twitch stream and go, what is this game you're playing? Oh, <laughs> like, it is, there are a lot of people. There are a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that live in this world. So many people. And a lot don't, 
don't know what Pokemon Quest is. I'm sure people that are listening to this podcast do, but just in case. Pokemon Quest is a spin-off Pokemon game for the Nintendo Switch and for mobile. It is available on the eShop for free and will come to iOS and Android in June of 2018. The game is set in Tumble Cube Island. In the game, the Pokemon are made out of cubes and they show moves on their own. Players are to direct their attacks at other Pokemon in game stages. The aim is to collect power stones and other treasures to complete the stages. These stones are used to power up a player's Pokemon either in HP or attack or for evolution. Each player has a base camp where they can players can cook food to lure other Pokemon in the camp. In addition, the camp can be decorated. So that is the game. It is considered, uh, I don't know if it said, this. that was off Bulbapedia. Uh, there is an actual website for it, PokemonQuest.com. We'll get you there. I have a much better and shorter Pokemon description of that game. Dot Pokemon.com will get you there. <laughs> Correction. So, so you want the much shorter and better description of that game? It's a cookie clicker. No, no, no. I've got it even... Because that's not sufficiently descriptive. And that's actually a little wrong. Because cookie clicker takes even less interaction than this game. It's you, pretty, you do have lo- to, like, it's pretty be, low on interaction. It's it's set it and forget it, it's true. But the true description of this game is build your team of Pokemon bullies and send them out into the <laughs> world to beat up other Pokemon and take their stuff. And then use that stuff to make your Pokemon bullies even stronger so they can go and beat up be- other Pokemon and take their stuff. And cook and see if you can attract the most bulliest Pokemons through your cooking. Period. I mean, Thanks. you're not wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So this was the first thing they showed. Very excited to have a Pokemon Switch game. It's real good and real cute. It is really good. It's really cute. And it's funny because I had, you know, 400 people watching me. And I don't think a single person in chat at the time vocalized they were excited for this. There was a lot of people being like, is this Minecraft? Is this Pokemon Rumble? I said on stream, these graphics look very crossy road. I don't know if anyone has ever played that game. But they do look very crossy road in that regard. Uh, yeah, they 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 look crossy road or Flappy Bird, very very similar to that. N- no one seemed excited. To me, it looked like Rumble. I, I and I was hoping it wasn't like Minecraft, only because like n- no offense to Minecraft, it's just I don't prefer games that like require creativity and building. Like I I think it's cool. But I'm the type of person that's like too obsessive and too much of a perfectionist where like I would spend 17 hours on one little like building and I would still not be happy when it was done. (laughs) So those games just don't appeal to me in that sense. But this game does uh, because I think simply compare it to a clicker only because you are repeating the same tasks over and over until your numbers get bigger and bigger and then you move on to the next same tax task until your numbers get bigger and bigger the the main gameplay point i guess would be attaching the gems and you stones can, stones power stones are they called stones power stones power stones uh um, power stones you can attach the power stones and there's an auto button for that but i think if you want to get the most out you like manually attach it to certain pokemon because actually certain pokemon 
will live longer than others, and so some will do attacks better than others. So I think there's the the best part for me is attaching this the power stones in a way to make the team as optimal as possible. I mean, I do believe that's the point of the game. You, 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 can, hit, you, can, you can hit the auto button, though. I, and I do. Um, but <laughs> that's what also what makes this game hard, because I don't, I don't want to have to do math and figure out, like, which are my strongest attacking Pokemon, which are my strongest HP Pokemon. Guess what, folks? Those are pretty much the only two values that matter. Um, <laughs> so that I can think of which stones. And then there's, like, there's, like, plain stones and like gold stones mm-hmm. and bronze stones and those are easy those have, are uh, those are all easy though like bronze stone has one ability to silver stones have two gold have three That's yeah easy. but they don't necessarily have the biggest buff to your attack or hp That's so true. you got a way off does the ability matter more than the buff to my attack or hp and why does my snorlax keep dying <laughs> it's got a lot of strategy to it it's very similar to just like a main series Pokemon game in that way, where it has just like a ton of battle strategy and a ton of strategy around how you essentially train your Pokemon. Like, do you need to train a new move onto them? Or do you want them to have more attack power than HP power? Or like, and then there's the whole mechanic where you, because you attach the stones to your Pokemon in a grid of like a three by three grid. And if you make a line, you get a bonus. The bingo. Um, Get, gotta get that bingo. <laughs> gotta get the bingo. Mm-hmm. I was watching a streamer on Saturday night, and they got that, the because there's also the quest rewards that you get, mm-hmm. and they got the the reward for getting a bingo, and they're like, what's a bingo? I don't know. And they just <laughs> kept on playing, because you can. <laughs> what I like about it the most, and I, I am pretty serious when I say it's one of the best Pokemon games ever made, is because it captures a lot of the essence of like why I like Pokemon to begin with as, as like somebody who is doing have, has been doing a lot of shiny hunting lately. I think it's very easy that I, I I enjoy the collecting aspect of Pokemon. So it does have that, right? I, I have seen various amounts of people get very excited to collect Pokemon that we've been collecting for 20 plus years People getting excited for like, oh, Lick, Licky Tongue is here, or oh my gosh, I just got a Scyther. These are Pokemon that we've probably caught, you know, 20, 30, 40, 100 times uh, over and over again. And I was, I used to be like a huge, huge fan of battling. Like I did competitive VGC when, when Black and White came out. Again, saying like, this is one of the best Pokemon games ever made. Like I remember why I liked preparing for the vgc so much because it was like the time i put into my team and the effort and was like okay i'm gonna use this one with this one and that one with that one i'm gonna put this held item on i'm gonna put ivs here i'm gonna put evs here and that was the best part and then when you actually played against real people in a tournament you're like nothing worked like it did on paper the person (laughs) i fought was not fun i've gone zero into in this tournament and i've spent so much time making my team but in this, I can do all of that again. I can put, like, I'm going to put this gem here and this gem here, and then I'm going to grind this level a couple times, and hopefully if this kind of gem drops, I'm going to put that over there, and I'm going to pick this Zubat instead of this Zubat because this Zubat is closer to getting this bingo than that Zubat is. And it's like that same feeling of making a competitive VGC team, except the part where you actually battle in 
quest. It's more fun for me because the thing I spent time to build actually kind of plays out in a three-minute battle. And it captures that feeling of Pokemon of like, it captures the collecting, it captures the, 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 the battles, it captures the growing and doing it again. And for those saying like, this game is really repetitive. Let me tell you about battling dumb NPCs <laughs> that have six side ducks for about a 40 hour game. Don't tell me Pokemon isn't already repetitive because it is. And I like that. But Quest is no more repetitive than any other Pokemon game that has existed. No, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, I agree. It's like the battle tree. But, Rochelle, you probably will agree with me on this, that one of the best parts of Pokemon Quest, because they are the little cube Pokemon, when you open your pot of whatever a la cube. A la uh, cube. And you, no, you're supposed to go mwah. You did that one time, and I thought that was so hilarious. <laughs> I did it when, every when time I opened the pot. <laughs> when you open the hot pot, and the Pokemon that you've attracted comes running in, and it's like, I can't tell what that Pokemon is because it's a cube, and it's like, all, who's that Pokemon I all over again? And then you find out, and you're like, oh, well, that thing, I kind of thought it was a Zubat, and it was. And I'm like it's super happy. It's so fun because like when you first open the pot and it comes in, it's like silhouetted. So you don't know exactly. And because it's all little cubes, you kind of like it's kind of like a guessing game of like, what actually is that Pokemon? I love you it. Know? It's so good. Some the of them are obvious. The Some of them are not obvious. Me, yeah. The thing that makes me mad is when I open my hot pot and it's like, this appeals to reddish Pokemon. And then like a Geodude comes in and I'm like, what part of <laughs> Geodude? No, actually, it was Kabuto. <laughs> Kabuto came in. And I was like, what part of Kabuto is red? Its eyes? Ugh. Yeah. It, it, it captures so much of, like, just everything about Pokemon that makes Pokemon good. Like I said, yeah. I don't, don't want to sound like a broken record, but the collecting, the battling, the... The only thing that's really kind of missing is the trading, but even, like, even if you're getting duplicates, like, I've, I had, like, six Abras at one point, and, like, some Abras were better... Like, some Abras had higher levels, some had low levels, some had, like, really good bingo setups, and like Rochelle said, a bingo is just when three match, and it's kind of easy to get two bingos, but going for three bingos isn't till late game, so you're kind of preparing in that. So, if you can get two bingos early on, that's really great. And then the other thing is, like, some had better moves than others, so it's it was cool... Again, that and that's I think where the it, the depth comes in for the game. It was cool to be like, okay, these are six abras. This one's really high level, but this one has two really good moves. But this one over here has a bingo. But this one over here has like the best move, but it's the lowest level. So it's like trying to pick and choose of like, okay, which abra am I going to use? Which one am I going to merge into the other? Maybe I should take these on the quest to power them up. So when I do merge them, it's more like there's so much. Oh, it's so good. It's like there's so much depth to it. It's just so fun, and it's really charming, and it's it does a good job at also teaching you everything without really being handholdy. And I know the only reason I bring that up is because that has been a point of contention among Pokemon fans of, like, how do you get n new people to play your game without making it less fun for people who do know how to play your game? The team that made this deserves huge kudos for making... An easy, simple, free-to-start game that so perfectly encapsulates 
the spirit of Pokemon. Like, I'm genuinely impressed. The spirit of Pokemon being beat up other people (laughs) and take their stuff. Um, Look, (laughs) we have been having the animal fighting argument for like 22 (laughs) years. It's not going to stop anytime soon. At least it's not a person technically telling the animals to, to fight. But uh, I, I will reiterate that I did spend the. Th- this game is worth thirty dollars, so if you are liking it enough and you can afford to pay, didn't get that little all the uh, the decorations for your park, do it. Show these people you appreciate their work with your cash. For these people, I just want to say that this game, in case you didn't know, I'm sure some of you do. This game is is actually developed by Game Freak. I'm not sure what division of Game Freak. I don't think that will ever be answered. <laughs> The oh, A-plus division. Yeah, I the, had hopes it was Genius Sonority had finally done something good. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, if it was Genius Sonority, they'd, they'd have to put their name on the box. I, <laughs> I don't think it was them, but uh, it is made by Game Freak. I think it, I, we've been talking about this for, for years. Obviously, they have two, if not three, development teams there. Uh, again, the mobile version is coming out at the end of June, and what Will was talking about, the money stuff... I'll just run through it real quick. There are three. They're called Expedition Packs. Um, I'm going to do U.S. prices. Just consider if you live in a different country, it's more expensive because that's how the world works. Uh, <laughs> the Expedition Pack 1 is $4.99. It comes with one extra cooking pot. It comes with a Pokeball uh, model, which gives you plus 20 tickets. Uh, you get tickets every day. Uh, this would add plus 20 to that. Every 22 hours, you can redeem your tickets. Tickets can be used to buy things in the store and or to extend your time to play the game. You get one perfect pair statue, which gives you plus one battery charges. Battery charges are how often you can play. If you've ever played Fire Emblem Warriors or the mobile game or whatever, not Warriors, but the mobile game, same thing with the the charging system. And then you get a, a Nidorina, Nidoran level one and a Nidoran male and female level one they each have a special move the great expedition pack is uh 9.99 comes with a, a plus one cooking pot comes with the great ball model which gives you plus 30 tickets so if you buy both of those you're at plus 50 gives you another charge so you got two extra charges um if you bought the first one gives you a lapras pool which increases the chance of attracting pokemon pi times two and then it gives you a level one lapras with a special move and finally, you get the Ultra Expedition Pack, which is $17.99. You get uh, another cooking pot, so you'll have four cooking pot totals if you bought the two I said before this. You get the Ultra Ball model, gives you plus 40 tickets on payout. You get the Pikachu Arch, which increases your battery charge. You get a Gengar Balloon, which increases the drop rates of ingredients by two. You get the Snorlax Lounge, which doubles the XP. And you get a level one Snorlax with a move. If you wanted to buy all three, I believe you save... Three dollars, I think. Um, so all three is twenty nine ninety nine, and you do get a Master Ball, um, which gives you Master Ball model, which gives you plus tickets. I actually doesn't list how many tickets the Master Ball gives, but it does give you extra tickets. I'm assuming fifty because the Pokeball gives you twenty, Great Ball gives you thirty, Ultra Ball gives you forty. I'm assuming Master Ball gives you fifty. So yeah, that's what you can buy. Thirty dollars one time payment will get you that, and I know. Some people don't like these free-to-play games. Nintendo has always used the term free-to-start. But if this game was not free-to-start, 
no one would have bought it. And no one would have realized how this has been the best Pokemon game ever made. And so, <laughs> realistically, this is this is a this was the best way to get this game into people's hands and to show that it's really good and really enjoyable, I think. Because I probably wouldn't have walked to Target and picked this up off the shelf for $39.99 because the retailers have to make their cut. And taking it home without, you know, maybe hearing some reviews or having people be like, eh, you should really try Quest. I probably would. I take that back. I probably would have done it because I do a Pokemon podcast. But the over 1 million people who have downloaded this game in two days probably would have not walked to Target and spent $40 on this game. And without a lot of peer pressure of how good it was. So I th- I do think that this this is one of the instances where like the free to start makes so much sense. Oh, I I agree 100%. Um mm-hmm. and my final recommendation on this game is uh if you are playing on Switch, play it on your TV occasionally cuz it's so much fun. Just so much fun to see those cubes all big on your big TV screen. <laughs> so good. Rochelle, did you buy the $30 pack? Um, I did not because okay. I just paid rent, but I'm doing okay without it. I as, want to. As a as a free to start actual player, because Will and I bought the thirty dollars. Do you still find the game <laughs> uh, enjoyable? Oh yeah, totally. I imagine my pace is a little bit slower, but it's not something I'm really mad about. Like, I do have to like spend a little bit more time grinding, but also that time spent grinding just means I cook more things and get more Pokemon. Basically, so, like, yep. It's not even a detriment. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. I was I was very curious to just see what somebody... Because, like, everyone I kind of knew just dropped the $30 after, like, the first couple minutes of, like, this is really fun. Here's $30. Let me keep going. It's like, wait, you're telling me I can decorate my park, like, almost like this is Pokemon Animal Crossing? <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'm putting my little arch over here, and my statue over here, and my balloon over here. Yeah. Oh Gotta boy, get those this is so flags. much fun. Ugh, I love it. If, if, Such a good game. If you don't have a Switch, like I said, it's coming It's coming both to iOS and Android at sometime in June. I'm assuming the end of June. Otherwise, they probably would have set a date. We're pretty early in June already. $29 for the, the Expedition Pack. Sounds like you don't need it, of course. I was very happy with the purchase. I don't regret it. It's a good game. Play it. It's very good. That's a wrap, folks. That's it for this episode. <laughs> We've given you all the important information. There you go. <laughs> Before we, we're going to take a break in a second here. Uh, I just want to say my pipe dream in the sky is at E3, they announce, or or just in the future, they announce upgrades or future content for this game. I don't care if it's paid or free. I'll, I'll really pay anything because I'm I'm loving the life out of this game, but they they support Pokemon Go, they support Magikarp Jump, they supported Pokemon Shuffle, they supported Pokemon Duel. I really really hope they support this game. As of right now, we didn't we didn't mention this, but as of right now, uh, the game only has the first 151 Pokemon in it, and they all can be shiny, from my understanding. I, it's it's only a week old at this point, but I, I I want I just want more. I just want to keep playing it. I want to be excited to get like a a Wingle. I want to be excited to get like a Ralts and stuff like that. So that's my pipe dream. Yeah. 
I want to go to locations that are named fun things like Belly Button Cave. <laughs> Love Belly Button Cave. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, while we're breaking, download Pokemon uh, Quest on your Switch or uh, just wait a couple weeks and then you can play this amazing game. We'll be right back, though, after the break. And we are back from our break. Let's talk about what's this game called? Oh yeah, let's let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. Uh again, I pulled this off Eurogamer. This was this was what everyone seemed to lose their mind about. And then some people excited, some people not excited. I I feel like there's very little in between. I feel like people are either real excited or real mad. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people who don't even realize that a game was announced at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we have a list of things definitely confirmed. I've heard a lot of things said, and every time somebody has said something, I've asked for a source. So we're going off this list. If you might have heard something else, and you want to like tweet at the podcast and be like, they said this. Please give me a source, because uh, I anyone on the internet can say anything. <laughs> that has been the whole struggle with this and trying to figure out information because there's so much information and there's so many people saying so many things about this game, but not a lot of people who are like, "And here's my source for this information." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trust your gamer. Like I said, they were literally sitting in the audience. Uh, reporting on this as the press conference went out there was an english translator there as uh, translating the entire presentation to the people who were in the audience that you know only spoke english i've heard there were some translation issues during the press conference but this this uh what i am reading here is up to date that being said so if there were translation issues it's been fixed now in this in this article but from what I was told, there was a little bit of translation issues. Those have should have been corrected here of the bullet points I'm reading now. So just keep that in mind. If you want to watch this press conference, it's like 45 minutes. It's on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Well, the just watch correct. The, and and the, there is English. Mm-hmm. It'll be like someone will speak in Japanese and then immediately after an English translator repeats everything they just said back and forth the whole time. Game Freak is a weird... (laughs) Game Freak... uh, Niantic was there, by the way. Before we talk about Let's Go, I just want to get this out of the way. They had a segment where they threw it to... What's his name? John Hankey. And I just want to say, he looked like he had not slept in three and a half days and hated his life. (laughs) Like, the camera pans to him and you just see him slump down in his chair 
and has this expression on his face like, I'm never going to sleep again for the rest of my existence. And all I want is a granola bar. And I was just like, oh, John, man. How do you think he feels as like being the, one of the sole people of running a company that makes Pokemon the most money? <laughs> anyway, that's not important. So yeah, I tossed we'll, it at the beginning. We'll, we'll talk about that stuff. Okay, so here we go. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu release dates and new featured. The Let's Go games are described as core RPGs by the Pokemon company in the same way any mainline games like Gold and Silver or Sun and Moon are core RPG games. And has Can a release here? Sure. I was just going to say, quote unquote, main series Pokemon RPG. They call it that four times in this press conference. I can give you timestamp. Don't argue about this with me. <laughs> Wait, you have you have you can cite your sources, you, you're I, telling me. I can. I can tell you they call it that at 314, 1726, 2038, and 3124. I have sources. Don't fight me. <laughs> and as a release date of November 16th, exclusively on Nintendo Switch. Though it is a core game like the main line, uh the Let's Go pair isn't by most people defined as a new generation. That is, that is, it only features one confirmed new Pokemon that we know of at the time of writing, rather than an entire batch of 50 or 100 odd that come with new generations. With the information still gradually trickling in about uh, the, which features are coming and which do not return, uh, return from another core Pokemon game, we've decided to, collab to put everything together and make one big list. As more information is released, we'll begin to uh, update this list for more clarity. Obviously, it has been almost a full week since this original announcement, so this list should be pretty up to date. But here we go. Um, what do you guys want to do? You want to do one at a time, talk about it, or you just want me to go through the whole list because it's a lot? Uh, no, let's do them one at a time and then talk about them. Okay. Mm -hmm. First bullet point is you can catch Pokemon like you do in Pokemon Go. Motion controls are required for catching Pokemon. From either the form of the gyros gyroscope in handheld mode, the Joy-Con when docked, or via the Pokeball Plus. Plus you see Pokemon physically appear in the wild. Tap on them to interact, then enter a throwing screen much the same time as in Go, with mechanics appearing largely the same too. Well, one thing I don't like is motion controls, but we'll have to see what it's like. Uh, when it's actually implemented. I mean, I can play Pokemon Go, so if, I, if, if it's close enough to that, then I'll be fine. The motion controls are a little worrying for accessibility. The official Pokemon website does say that you will be able to hit a button to throw the Pokeball, but there's some ambiguity. We don't, because we don't know, because they didn't say, so we don't know if, like, because one of the things they were sh showing off in the press conference is that, like, it's hugely motion control. Like, depending on the motions you make, you can throw underhand, you can throw overhand, you can throw curveballs. Like, it senses that, and you have to sort of aim the Pokeball. So we don't know. We know you can hit the button to throw it, but we don't know if you'll have to use the motion control to aim it, essentially. So we'll have to see. For those who have not played Pokemon Go, uh, if you make a curveball throw in Pokemon Go, it does increase increase the catch rate 
because it is a curveball and it is it is a little hard to master. Some people picked it up on day one. Some people, you know, took a couple months. I I'm the first to admit that it took me several months to just get a curveball down. And then there is the there is the mechanic of can you land the curveball in a big circle for a nice or a medium circle for a great or a small circle for an excellent, which also increases catch rate depending on you know how big or small the circle is. Can you turn this off? Probably, because they said something about what Rochelle just said, pressing the A button to catch, but... Um, that is the official Pokemon website. Site, source, cited. There's, uh, we, we, we could talk more about it, but either you like it or you don't. I mean, <laughs> saying if it's a good or bad thing isn't going to change anyone's mind at this point. They either liked the mechanics from Go or they didn't, so... Uh, we can always come back to these two if you guys think of something. Do we want to talk about the Pokeball Plus while we're here? Um, I think that I comes think up. This is the only time it's mentioned. Okay. On the list. Okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. Do you guys have a the current plus the the Pokemon Go Plus? No. Yes. Okay. Because I I have an Apple Watch, so no thanks. I do not have the Go Plus because I did not play Pokemon for Go for a long time. I just started playing again two days ago. <laughs> so you know what? You and I are like twins because <laughs> and and let me just say this. I I guess this is the point to say it. The the day after they announced this game, because obviously they announced this game at my bedtime, I started playing Pokemon Go because I was like, I have to get ready for this game and I'm gotta get my Go going. So I'll have Pokemons to transfer in and interact with and everything like that. So, yeah. And, and now that I know that the Pokeball Plus actually does the same thing as the Pokemon Go Plus, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to invest in a Go Plus. I'm actually kind of excited for the Pokeball Plus because what it is, is it's a little Pokeball shape that has like Hold on, hold on. <laughs> What's, oh, your, what's, your, what's your source on this Pokeball shape? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Continue. It's shaped like a Pokeball. It lights up. It makes sound. It is essentially a cross between a Joy-Con and a Go Plus and a Pokewalker, except it doesn't tell you how many steps you take. Because according to the press conferences, citing my sources... You can use it as a Joy-Con while you play. You know, you can throw it and throw Pokeballs with it. I mean, don't actually throw it, but it it lights up. It makes sounds. It When you catch a Pokemon, they showed in the video, you catch a Pokemon with it, and it'll make the little Pokemon cry when you catch it. But then you're also going to be able to transfer a Pokemon from your game into the Pokeball Plus and take it around with you. And they said they were very vague. But they said, you'll get extra things in your game for doing it. And they showed a really cute thing of a lady eating an unrealistically perfect salad and playing with her Pikachu. Well, I've had that salad, so I think you're uh, editorializing a bit too much there. Um, Don't get me wrong. It looked delicious. It just also looked very intentionally crafted for the camera. She was like rolling her hand on the top of the little Pokeball Plus and the Pikachu inside was going like, I'm so happy in Pikachu noises. It was real cute. I'm actually really excited for this item. Like as someone who literally still uses a Pokewalker every single day, very appealing to me. I wonder if they're going to 
pull the the current plus off the shelf just because the Pokeball no, does because... everything it does. Like you don't need the Switch game to use yeah. that Pokeball. Like you could just buy it and connect it to your iPhone and be fine. But the Pokeball Plus is going to be more expensive than the regular Go Plus. I mean, ten dollars more. Has... Did they not say it was forty-five USD? Oh, I didn't pay attention to that. They, but... the last I saw, they had announced Japanese prices, but night prices for everywhere else. Okay, but the the current the... Plus is thirty-five at Target. And I mean, this doesn't necessarily mean anything, but the USD equivalent. Of the Japanese prices would have been about forty five dollars. Okay, when you you know they show the graphics of like Switch Plus Phone and Switch Plus Pokeball Plus, they did not show Phone Plus Pokeball Plus. So there's a huge disincentive for people who are only playing Pokemon Go on their phone to get this because it it doesn't show like I, that clear mm, interactive. I don't think there. you know serious Pokemon Go players will. Like the people who are already buying the Poke the Pokemon Go I can't even talk. The the people buying the Go Plus will absolutely spend the money for a device that looks like a Pokeball and does the same thing this plastic clip on thing that lights up blue teardrop. Does. Teardrop <laughs> They will a hundred percent buy can't, something can't. that will work the same, but only, the only difference to them is it looks like a Pokeball. These are the oh, same people who buy their custom M- Milwaukee Go Pokemon shirt with a giant Zapdos, and it's pure yellow because they need to show everyone they're on Team Instinct. These people will pay fifty dollars for Tim, Team Instinct best team. Yeah, that's that's my that's my only guess because like I is that your hot take. That's my hot take. Is I, I, it would, uh, they could keep both on the shelf. That wouldn't bother me. I'm just curious if, like, if they want to move people to this Pokeball just because it's more representative of their brand, right? Of like, oh, I see you have a Pokeball. You're clearly a Pokemon fan. Where like the teardrop thing is a little hidden. Uh, you clip it on belt. No one really sees it. And they both do the same thing at the end of the day, except the Pokeball has the switch features. And makes it. noise and lights up and is really cute. Well, but you can't. You can only do that if you have it synced with a switch. So, well, the obvious answer is that people who are only Pokemon Go players are going to have to buy this, and then they're going to have to buy the game yep. on the Switch. It's like okay. they have a. Can, it's can, like they have a system of getting these people to spend more money. <laughs> can, can 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 we? Can I put this on the table now? This this was my fundamental opinion about the let's go games completely is that, that this is the bridge game where everybody was like all those that, you know, Oh yeah, there's tons of Pokemon go players, but they're never going to play regular Pokemon on a switch. They're not, you can't get that. Number one. Now we've got a game that syncs between your phone and your switch. I think this is the first game ever that uses the Bluetooth on the switch to sync with your phone. That's exhibit a exhibit B and this is fundamentally what it is. Uh, doesn't the Nintendo app sync with your phone for like voice chat for Splatoon? That's no game, buddy. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I'm just saying it does. <laughs> then th- this is, and this is fun. This is it. This is period. This is the secret. This is where, this is the fish hook that got them through their lip. You see a little present on your phone next to a switch. And it says, there's a Pokemon here. That's a special Pokemon you've never seen before. 
guess what? These Pokemon Go players will spend $400 for an opportunity to go to Chicago for an event that doesn't even work just for the chance to be the first one to get Mewtwo. They are going to be buying Switches in droves just to get that one special present Pokemon that is not revealed or told. <laughs> this is the game. This is going to get these people to buy Switches, and then they're hooked because then they're like, well, I've got a Switch already, and they're coming out with more Pokemon. Let me get that Pokemon Quest. You're right. I mean, like they know exactly how much their money they're making from Go players, and they need this is a way to make Go players spend more money. Not only in the Pokemon brand, but in the Nintendo brand, right? You buy a Switch, yep. you buy Pokemon. Now you're kind of interested in Mario Kart. Hey, there's a, there's, you know, Metroid stuff that they might know of that they might want to invest in. Uh, we can talk about this real quick just because Will brought this up and then we'll go through the bullet points. We, we've talked about this before, but I think a lot of people forget, but there, we, we got, the we got more fiscal number sales numbers simplify it here we got sales numbers for the last couple uh years of the pokemon company of what they made and what they didn't uh i'll go through it since 2009 just how much money they've made in 2009 their fiscal year by the way ends on february 28th 2009 they made um 10.1 million dollars as a company this is the pokemon company as a whole. So any game under their umbrella. In 2010, they made $1.3 million. It was a loss for them. They lost money that year in 2010. In 2011, they made $12.3 million. And then in 2012, they made $3.6 million. Kind of see a trend starting. Which games have po- which years release Pokemon games? Which years don't release Pokemon game? Kind of obviously a trend here. 2013. Where did I leave off? 2012, 2013, 13, four, 2014. They released six. They made 16.8 million dollars. 15. They made 10.8 million dollars. 2016. They made. Um, uh, my years might be shifted because I'm getting to the end here. This first one said the end of 2009, so my years are slightly shifted here. Anyways, next year they made 18.7. The following year they made 5.7 million dollars, so a very weak year compared to previous. And then the year that Pokemon Go was released, they made 145 million dollars. That is better than the last 10 years combined. They made $145 million. Literally like seven years ago, they made $1 million and it was a loss. And the year before that, they made $5 million. So to like... <laughs> it's just mind-blowing how much money they made. And we talked about that last year. And then this last fiscal year just wrapped up and they made $80 million, still significantly better than any year prior. So to like anyone that says the Pokemon Go audience doesn't matter, they're out of their minds. <laughs> like <laughs> it's impossible to say like, like whether or not you hate Pokemon Go, it is their biggest game ever i i i 
maybe Red and Blue initially had the most money, but even if Red and Blue outsold it, like that's 20 other years of them not ever hitting that mark again. Like I don't, I don't know that it doesn't go all the way back to red and blue sales, but 145 million and 80 million, like the Pokemon go audience is not only proven that they are willing to spend money, that they are willing to continue to play the same game that is almost two years old, but like they are the biggest audience in any part of Pokemon. So for Game Freak and the Pokemon Company and Niantic to not figure out a way on how to get that audience to spend more money and to convert them into what I'm sure Nintendo wants as being a huge shareholder in Game for in, in the Pokemon Company. The next step is to get these people to buy a Switch, get these people to buy a Pokemon game there, get those people to play future Pokemon games and to continue to support Pokemon Go. Because it's not going anywhere. It's not this imaginary dying game that people believe. It is their strongest game now. It was their strongest game when it released. And it will probably be their strongest game going forward. And there's no way you can sugarcoat it to say, like, it's not. It is. Yes. And I would like to say, this is a huge pet peeve of mine. No one gets to decide what games are important and what games are quote-unquote, real enough to be Pokemon games and what fans are, quote-unquote, real enough to be real fans. There's been a lot of talk about announcing Let's Go because it incorporates a lot of aspects from Pokemon Go, and a lot of people are using that to say this isn't a real Pokemon game because it's too much like Pokemon Go and not enough like X and Y, for example. I don't like that because we don't get to define what a real Pokemon game is. And it creates this, it creates this sort of elitism of like, well, since you don't play Pokemon the way I play Pokemon and you don't value in Pokemon what I value in Pokemon, you are therefore a worse fan. You're not legitimate and you're lesser than me. And I don't like that. It doesn't bear out in the numbers and it doesn't bear out ethically for me. Like everyone who plays any type of Pokemon is a real Pokemon player and they're playing real Pokemon games, whether you want to admit Pokemon Go is a Pokemon game or not. It's it's a silly argument. As somebody who just came back from a Pokemon regional tournament where the majority of players were TCG players, I could easily tell you that a lot of those players don't don't play the video game. And you know what? Like they walked over to these vendors and they got excited for plushies and they got excited for sleeves with Galissapod on. Maybe I'm just talking about myself. They got ex- <laughs> they got excited for sleeves with Lily, sleeves with Cosmog, sleeves with Charizard, plushes of Blacephalon, plushes of Eevee, t-shirts, purses with Chansey on it. Like these those were a core set of Pokémon fans that some do play the video game, some don't, but they're still Pokemon fans because they have play they are playing and actively they are actively playing and enjoying something that the Pokemon company puts out. I think a lot of people need to understand that Pokemon is more than just one specific set of video games that you think follow a series. It is it is the anime. It is the card game. It is Pokemon Go. It is games like Quest, like Snap, 
like Shuffle, like Magikarp Jump. It is way more than just one set of games that come out every three years that define some sort of quote-unquote generation. So yeah, no, I, I, I agree completely with Rochelle that there's like, how, how, how dare they do this to us or whatever the mentality is. Well, the true, uh, everyone's real favorite Pokemon game is the one, it's the secret one. Um, it's called Semantics. And people just want to argue <laughs> semantics rather than just saying, hey, there's a game that has Pokemon in it. Therefore, it is a Pokemon game, period. Yeah. I think my perspective and part of the reason this whole... Because the, there has been a very aggressive debate about whether or not these games are, quote unquote, real enough to be core games or whatever. My whole opinion is that the thing that makes Pokemon good and the thing that has made it successful for as long as it's been successful is that it is very multifaceted. I do not think Pokemon would be nearly as as successful as it was if it had just been a Game Boy game. If they hadn't had the trading card game and if they hadn't had the anime, I don't think it would have done as well because different people come in through different points, but they can still have this this core Pokemon-ness that allows many people of many gameplay preferences and many interests and many focus to come together and interact in a positive way. And that's what makes Pokemon successful. So like trying to say that because this is one of a trillion different things that this is the end of the world. There's and a lot the of Pokemon games. Play it aren't, <laughs> there are so many types of Pokemon games and that's part of what makes it successful. And that's part of what makes it so good. And I think that, should be celebrated and not put down. No, I yeah, I, I mean, I hundred percent agree with you. There's yeah, and we don't we don't need to spend too much more time on it unless like these conversations continue. You know, if you're not excited for this, that's okay. Like I'm sure there were plenty of people that were not excited about Pokemon Shuffle, and that was something Will and I talked about for months on the show. And I I still stand by that Shuffle is one of the best Pokemon games ever made. Like it's really good. Let me tell you about a game I play called Pokemon Duel. Because <laughs> I do. I play it, and it ain't bad. And, that, and like this is not a new thing for Pokemon to do these types of things. Pokemon Snap was probably the weirdest Pokemon game, and people loved it. People still demand for a remake, and please stop. We don't want a remake <laughs> of Snap. We want a new version of Snap. No one wants 63 Pokemon. You can beat that game in like an hour. <laughs> Don't want a remake of Snap. Just a, a new one would be good, though. There was stuff like Gale of Darkness and Colosseum. While I think those are not great, they are pretty different, and a lot of people love them. Um, there's stuff like Rumble. There's stuff like Pokey Park. Uh, there's stuff like Pokin, which, you know, not my cup of tea, but a lot of people really enjoy those games. So it's this is not the first time something is different uh, that, you know, is under this brand of Pokemon. It's okay to not be excited about the new games. It's not okay to take that out on other people. But to take away from other people's excitement just because you're not excited. You don't need to do that. Correct. Because the only reason we're all together is because of Pokemon, right? Well, and that paycheck you give me every week. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
again, like what, what Rochelle said, you know, people come to Pokemon different means. Some people still like the first thing that made me discover Pokemon was the anime. And some people got into the Pokemon because of the TCG, taking cards to school, trading them under the table, being scared that you don't, you're going to get detention because you're playing Pokemon and not doing math, playing the video game. Keep in mind, some people's first Pokemon game ever was probably like Mystery Dungeon. This is another one of those avenues. This might be our 30th Pokemon game that we play. I'm talking about Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. But this Pokemon game is probably going to be the first for a lot of people. And the big reality is Pokemon Go was that for millions of people. That game was downloaded 800 million times in the last uh, 19 months, eight, 20 months. I don't, barely two years. Barely two years. Yeah, that's probably the better way to say it. We spent a lot of time about that. I know I knew that was going to get brought up, but I think we got it out of the way. I've, I figured as much. We have a couple more bullet points to go th- through here. Probably Anyone ready for bullet point number two? I don't think that will be as long. But that being said, we're going to take one more break because really making sure we stick <laughs> to 30 minutes at a time with the breaks. That gets us the 90 minute show, which I'm aiming for. So we'll take one last break. We'll go through the rest of the bullet points and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, and there are about... You know, 12 more. So, again, not as long, but we'll go through them all. <laughs> Hopefully it won't take two more days, but we'll, uh, we'll be right back. Hello, hello, hello. It's a new month, start of a new month, which means uh, usually when I talk about Patreon for like 90 seconds, so bear with me. As some of you might know, or maybe you're new, podcasting and streaming are my full-time job. I've been doing it since October. So the way that is possible is because of all you guys who not only listen, but take one step further and support me to keep doing what I am doing, creating content, whether that's this show, It's Super Effective, which comes out every Monday, or whether that's Alola Vacation, which comes out a couple times every month, or whether that's daily Twitch streams that you can find on twitch.tv slash pkmncast, or whether that's just reporting on Pokemon news on Twitter. I continue to put out content, and I do it because I love it, and I also am able to do it because you guys support me, so if you are interested in supporting, if you want me to keep doing this, or maybe even do more of this, and continue to grow as a content creator, you can support by going to patreon.com slash it's super effective, or I made an easier website that you can remember, which is just I-S-E, stands for it's super effective, dot cash, I-S-E dot cash, and for $2 a month, You can get access to our Slack community, which has over 350 people that battle, trade, talk about Pokemon Quest. Uh, There's tournaments going on right now. There are knitting channels, anime channels, just a very active, very humble uh, group of people that are just super awesome. Uh, It really, really is just a great community. for So for $2 a month, you could support me. You can support the podcast. You can get access to that group. For $5 a month, you get access to Alola Vacation, which if you're a fan of Irene, it is myself and Irene talking about the anime episodes that we do. And then there's some other rewards and incentives as well. But if you want to support, patreon.com slash it's super effective or ise.cash. Plan on doing a lot of stuff leading up to Let's Go and some other Pokemon games coming out. So if you want to be a part of that community, you want to support the show, there's my pitch. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter 
or um, email in sbj at pkmncast.com. You can email me if you have any questions or whatnot. But if you don't want, if you, if you can't support with money, don't ever, ever worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. Listening to the show means just as much. And I appreciate everyone who's made it this far in the episode and who's listened to older episodes and who continues to listen every every single week. So thank you. If anything, just thank you so much. And uh, we'll get back to the episode. So enjoy. And we are back from our break. All right. Got some more bullet points here. Uh, the first bullet point, I'll just go over it real quick. You can catch Pokemon like you do in Pokemon Go. We talked about that. Um, you can either use the handheld gyroscope, Joy-Con, Pokeball Plus. Those are all things you can do. As Rochelle said, you can also just hit the A button, but we don't know any more than that. So we're not going to dwell on that too much. Next bullet point here is no random encounters. Though you will still be searching for Pokemon through long grass, they will not instantly spring upon you. Instead, they will appear physically on the map screen. From there, you can interact and catch or leave them be. I mean, this is, it's just like Pokemon Go. <laughs> you know, you, you see the Pokemon hanging out, you go and you catch them, or you don't. The only difference is instead of tapping on it, you have to run into them. Or you have to like walk, yeah. walk into them, yeah. I'm pretty excited for this. I remember the first time seeing previews in Nintendo Power of gold and silver this is a long time ago i'm old um but seeing those previews in nintendo power as a kid and i think it showed like a screenshot of the daycare where you see like two pokemon in the daycare and i was like oh man the pokemon are actually like you can see them that would be so nice to like run into them or run around them and of course you know me being like a 10 year old dum dum i didn't realize it was the daycare but it was like something i was really looking forward to so I don't know if it. I don't know if it'll be great. I don't know if it won't be great, but it it is it is cool. I think that that will be a thing. I am super excited for this aspect of the game. I think I think they did this a little bit in Sun and Moon, where they occasionally had Pokemon just hanging out in the overworld, and it added so much life and so much character to the region. And I would just I would just love if they did that for the rest of forever. No no arguments here. I, I agree. Like it. I like to see a team, a world teeming full of life and of Pokemon. Next bullet point is Pikachu and Eevees are set starters. You don't get to choose. You don't get to choose from three Pokemon this time. And let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Those are the two Pokemon. Uh, those two Pokemon are your respective starters. Although they can be put into the box if you are not a fan. Pikachu rides outside of its Pokeball on your shoulder. Eevee on your head. It's real cute. Po- Pokemon Yellow was my first game, so I'm I'm perfectly fine with this, you know. And I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm so torn because like I want to kind of relive the Pokemon Yellow experience and have a Pikachu that hangs out with me and everything, but Eevee is really cute too. So, ugh, tough. Uh, next bullet point here is other Pokemon can follow you outside their balls. You can ride some, too. You can't ride every Pokemon, but the big ones uh, can be ridden. Whilst others will follow you, like an, like the hilarious Electrode in the reveal trailer. Uh, so they're just mentioning if you watch that, Electrode's like rolling behind you, I believe. I don't think that was hilarious. <laughs> I believe the... Uh, 
the uh, other person had a Gengar behind them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everybody has been waiting for this for years, for your Pokemon to follow you around. The reason I waited for this, I think it's really neat that you can essentially, if you keep your Eevee or Pikachu, have two Pokemon following you around. Because True. you can see in the trailers, your Eevee will sit on your head, and then your giant Gengar will be running around behind you, and that's really neat. So, like, here's how I feel. If you're not sure which starter to get, you pick one. You pick the one that you want to ride on your person, and then you get the other one and have it follow behind you, and it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, except Pikachu's hard to catch. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Except I've got 50 Pikachus in Pokemon Go, and I can just put them in this game, maybe, somehow. They did show... I don't know if it's on the bullet point list. They did show... Yes, it's a couple of bullet points down. But you will be able to transfer Pokemon between the games, between Pokemon Go and Let's Go, but we don't know what that means. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, next bullet point here is HMs are still gone. Riding Pokemon seems to be the main way you will get passed through obstacles like water, as it was in Sun and Moon, although it's not clear how similar to the system will be. Well, you either get a ride page or you don't. <laughs> they did show in the trailer, they showed somebody riding a Charizard, they showed somebody riding an Onyx. Did they show a Lapras? I feel like it, but I don't know. Uh, there was that screenshot that showed a Lapras, which we can now say that screenshot was real because it did show Eevee on the head of the trainer as the trainer was riding the Lapras. That screenshot was what Al, br Al brought up last week. So mm -hmm. if it, it wasn't in the trailer, but it was either somebody was really good at Photoshop and predicted it about two months early <laughs> or it was real. I'm leaning towards the real because it was, you know, spot on. But yeah, it was a trainer riding on a Lapras with Eevee on its head that we talked about last week. I believe in the press conference, they specifically said, you can ride on Pokemon if they are large enough or something to that effect. So there will obviously be a limited amount of choices, but it looks real fun. Yeah. Trainer battles are still the same. Battles themselves are turn-based with Pokemon having four moves and so on. I'm assuming the so on is Eevee's, Nature's, Ivy's, but we don't know. If and how stats have changed isn't currently known, with Game Freak not keen to reveal everything yet. Did we say this game is being made by Game Freak? I don't know if we mentioned that, but Let's Go is made by Game Freak. Next bullet point here is you can import Gen 1 creatures from Pokemon Go to Let's Go. Any of the first 151 that you've caught in Pokemon Go can be transferred to Let's Go via Bluetooth. How frequently or on what scale you will be able to do this is still up in the air, but Shinies will be able to be carried over too. That was confirmed probably by somebody who asked that very important question. Next bullet mm -hmm. point here is there is local co-op. A friend can jump in at any point by using a second controller to help you. Be that in battle, whereas they act as a support trainer, or when catching Pokemon. You can also battle locally against people, too. So you throw two Pokeballs, but the Pokemon only ends up in one Pokeball. 
So how does that science work? <laughs> yeah, I was I questioned that too, but it, <laughs> as that says, it seems like they will they will not be like a main character. They will not have their own, you know, six. Uh, it Wait, just says it says this? that they specifically act as a support trainer to pretty yeah. much help you. So this isn't like I take my game and I connect my game to Steve's game. And we play together as two separate trainers. This is like, and they demonstrated this in the press conference. This is literally because you play the whole game. They make a big deal. You play the whole game with a single Joy-Con. And then you can have your friend sitting in the room with you, take the other Joy-Con and you shake it and it just drops a second trainer sprite in and they can run around with you. But the main player, the player one is completely in control of everything. Did you see this picture with the Bulbasaur following the trainer? I did, yeah. It's very cute. It's it's real cute. It's real cute. <laughs> I'm really excited. I, um, I will say I was originally a little disappointed with the art style of the games. Like I didn't like the character models until I saw the in the trailer the Pokemon battle against the bug catcher, and then the way the bug catcher looks and how they've really like converted those original sprites into 3d like the facial expressions and everything i that i love that Mm -hmm. this game is also real cute it looks very nice you can have multiple saves but only one per switch account so with one copy of the game both you and a sibling say could play on that console with your own saves nice just a side note this works for quest as well uh, Irene used my copy, my Switch, because we only have one Switch in the house currently. When this comes out, we will have two Switches in the house, of course, because she's very excited. So we made a profile on my account. We uh, switched so she could play Quest without touching my game. Uh, and fun fact, she had all the DLC available to her. She didn't have to buy it separately, even though oh, nice. she linked her, her own Switch account to it. And, you know, she signed in with her Nintendo ID and everything. And because it was on my game, she... She had a, her her Lapras that she could put on 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 her Pelago. I don't know what they're called, beach, island, whatever it's called. So that was cool. That was very cool. So you know, this is this is something that Pokemon fans have been asking for for a while. Multiple saves and stuff. So this is very cool. There are version exclusive <laughs> Pokemon. This is now the main reason of thinking about getting both versions or making sure you and your friend have both things covered. Obviously. They've been doing this for 20 years. This has worked. Pokemon fans are are predictable enough to buy both versions. So they're (laughs) going to continue making two versions. If we all just decide not to buy one version, maybe they'll go back down. Maybe they'll go down to one version. But I don't. Good luck. Pokemon fans like to spend, uh, in this case, I'm assuming $120 on the same game before it was 80. But I believe these will probably be 60. Every other Switch game has been 60. Not confirmed, though, but that's my, my guess here. The other thing I meant, uh, th- that's a little weird, it says there will be version exclusives, but if you're an avid Pokemon Go player, you have all the Pokemon by now, maybe? At least the first 150, minus maybe Kangaskhan, Farfetch, Mr. Mime, Tauros, uh, and uh, I think those are the uh, Gen 1 regionals. Yeah, so I'm I'm... Yeah, I, I, that's one thing that kind of concerns me. Although, it, trust me, hasn't stopped me from playing Pokemon Go. I took two gyms yesterday, and I've never done that before. I've taken any gyms. 
that one thing that they showed was the transfer of the Pokemon from Pokemon Go into Let's Go uh, games. Uh, they go into a place called Pokemon Go Park. And I'm wondering if that doesn't actually interact with your main gameplay. And I also, there was an interview with Masuda where um, he was talking about, like, if you have multiples of a Pokemon in Pokemon Go and you transfer them all into this game, that there's, like, mini games you can play. And I'm wondering if maybe that's, like, going to be the limit of the interaction. Like, you can put your Pokemon Go Pokemon into this game, play mini games and get items and stuff, but not actually have them as your character Pokemon in the game. Does that make sense? Are those the yeah. right words? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I had the same mindset as you will and it seemed like oh this is a specific this seems almost like you can play with your pokemon here but not actually do anything with them. I don't I have heard mixed of like yeah no no you can use them all or once you transfer them you can't transfer them back or no you can transfer back. We're not going to talk about that right now cuz we don't know. <laughs> it is all speculation. If, all we yeah. know Again, is that it happens and we don't know how. If you have a source, please let me know. I'm more than happy to talk about it. If there's a source, I will do a little more digging for next week's show. Obviously, with uh, E3 coming and a bunch of stuff, I probably won't have to do digging. We'll probably get more of these questions answered. But either way, cool. I'm excited that transferring is at least happening in some form and shape. Another bullet point here. This is probably a big one. There's no breeding in this game. There's no eggs there's no hatching eggs there's no little spot in the ranch where you squeeze through the fence and you pick up toros and you spin in a circle uh there's no (laughs) i mean maybe there is a spot in the fence where you can spin in a circle but let me tell you you're not gonna be holding any eggs (laughs) well i will say we don't necessarily know that because we know there's no breeding but we don't know maybe an npc gives you an egg or something that's true Maybe you got to get that Togepi egg. Maybe. Oh, wait, we never no know. Togepi in the Maybe first when you go to the Pokemon Center, yeah. Nurse Joy just hands you an egg every time. <laughs> you can only hold nine at once. You got to pay about one ninety nine for an incubator. <laughs> oh. For all we know, we just don't <laughs> can know. I, can I just mention that in my starting to play Pokemon Go again, um, I have like 6,000 Pokemon Coin Go coins. And I'm like, yeah. where did these come from? You go fest. You got a, you got fourteen hundred for uh, having a disappointing time. Fourteen hundred no, is not, not six thousand. Fourteen thousand. Oh boy. <laughs> or however much it was. Maybe my numbers are wrong. Maybe it was like twelve thousand. I would use that to upgrade your like inventory, your store, your Pokemon storage, and your. Yeah, we already had that conversation. Okay. It's just like it's it's like finding a, a twenty dollar bill in your winter jacket pocket when you like take it out of the closet again in you know november and you're like oh twenty dollars plus i'm i'm jealous i i opened my pokemon go for the first time in a hundred years and i had exactly zero coins perfect so (laughs) the next bullet point here is you cannot get to johto being set in Kanto, which is famously accessible from johto in gold silver and crystal some players were wondering if this is possible it is not there you guys go. No Johto. Last bullet point here is impact on canon. Another question. It is in another question is its position in the timeline timeline and effect on the canon of the mainline series games is still unknown. 
Eurogamer was pres- was present at the announcement of the conference, and when asked about this, developer Game Freak's uh, Masuda was evasive, to say the least, refusing to talk about whether characters or references from the other RPGs would appear in the Let's Go pair at all. And that's that's fine because I I will be I will say it. The concept of canon in the Pokemon world is squishy at best. <laughs> you know? there was... If you're looking for hardline consistency of history and influence and cause and effect between the different Pokemon games, n- no. <laughs> I'm just going to say, canonically, part of the canon is that there are multiple universes. 100%. So like, you preach. When people you are preach. like... When people are like, but it doesn't can't no, every literally everything canons because literally every single game, every single copy of every single game is a different, slightly different universe. This is canon fact. It's just when people are like, the anime is not canon. It's like, no, sit down. No one wants to hear your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you don't like it because it's not geared towards you doesn't mean that uh we are Does not it? having competitions to see who can be the most fanniest of Pokemon fans. I, yeah, once again, it's like somebody was talking about, and, and this is just like, like referential, but they were talking about like, oh, these fantastic Star Wars books aren't part of the Star Wars canon anymore. And I'm like, so does that mean you, 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 don't, you didn't enjoy them and they weren't good books? No, they're fine and you enjoyed them and... That's they're in in and of themselves. They're fantastic things, and it's the same thing. Every Pokemon game, in and of itself, is a fantastic thing. And there's clearly a multiverse. Have you played Yellow Darkness? It's not that fantastic. (laughs) No, I never had a GameCube. That game was my jam as a kid. So (laughs) that game is ninety percent low tad battles, low tad double battles. It's awful, and I love it. For anyone who tries to tell me. Yellow Darkness is good. They must really like fighting low tats. <laughs> Jeez, that game is... All right. So um, those are all the bullet points from Eurogamer. On the list, they were there. I'm sure if you're really dedicated to this, if you're really excited, you probably did your own research. If you missed the conference, though, I think we summed it up there. That's what we're getting this year. November, I had the date in front of me. November 16th is when it's coming out. Let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, Nintendo Switch. Quest is out right now on the Switch as well. It's on mobile at the end of the month. And then the next set of Pokemon games, which are similar to X and Y and Sun and Moon, which is from Game Freak's mouth, not mine, are coming out in the second half of 2019. They made that very clear. Not the first six months of 2019. So you have, at this point... More than 365 days at minimum to get ready for that, but more likely you have all the way till November. (laughs) I really hope the 2019 game comes out in November because I really like this trend in my life. My little brother's birthday is November 27th, and I love being able to say, which version of the new Pokemon game do you want? And I buy him that a week before his birthday, and then I give it to him for his birthday, and I don't have to make choices or stress about gift giving. So what you, you go. what you need to do now is ask him, but then buy him the opposite version. <laughs> <laughs> and say, oh, gotcha no. this year. I'm very excited. Uh, it, 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 it was almost hard for me to be like, 
I'm excited for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Not because I don't, I don't think it looks good. The trailer they did was fantastic. Very well done. Whoever does the music, give them a promotion. But Pokemon Quest is now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, very good. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to whatever the rest of the year brings. Where does uh, Pokemon Quest fall into the canon? Well, you is see, Tumblecube after... item outside of Kanto. After Ash dies for the third time, <laughs> and then Red comes in and revives him and says, "Thank you. I uh, we we share teams. We both have Charizard. We both have a Squirtle. I evolved mine though. And uh, now that I revived you, I." Invented Tumbleweed City, and then I stood on the top of Mount Silver, <laughs> and yeah, so that it, you know, right before Mega Evolutions, I would say it fits. All right, but before before Z crystals, of course. For all we know, it's just <laughs> another little island in the chain of the Pelago Islands. That's right, <laughs> Sevi Islands. They 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 exist too somewhere. <laughs> it's it's halfway between. Between the Beanstalk Island and the Sevi Islands. There you go. There you go. Perfect. I'll be uh, streaming with some house cleaning real quick. Again, don't fret if we miss something. We got plenty of time till November 16th. And uh, E3 is happening on the 11th. There will probably be a Nintendo press conference. I'm assuming there won't be any Pokemon stuff on that main stage. But I wouldn't be surprised if they talk about Quest or anything during their treehouse streams that they do afterwards 11th 12th 13th for e3 uh, a little bit of house cleaning for me though is i will be continuing streaming all week uh we will probably be playing a little bit of a lot of a lot of bit of pokemon quest because i'm highly addicted if you haven't seen it if you're curious about it if you have more questions please stop by the stream ask them i have no problem answering them for you game does have shinies if that's something you're into uh, so we'll do, be doing some Pokemon quests. We'll still try to get Shiny Celebi. That's a thing that I want to try to get in Crystal. Uh, I did receive Pokemon Dash in the mail. The hit Nintendo DS game. The first Pokemon game ever to arrive on the Nintendo DS. That's right. It arrived before Diamond and Pearl. And I believe it was the first game that Munchlax was in. And Munchlax is a uh, Sinnoh Pokemon, and this was a the game at the tail end of the Hoenn lifespan. So, before anyone gets angry that Let's Go is introducing a new Pokemon, Pokemon Dash, ahead of its time, Munchlax was in it. Uh, we'll probably be trying to be speedrunning that. Maybe not this week, but probably the following week. So, we got some stuff on the agenda there. Rochelle been holding down the Slack fort, but besides Slack, Rochelle, where can people find you? Tweet at me. At Miss Delaney, it has two L's. Tweet at me what we missed. Tweet at me your sources. I I still want those sources. Yeah. Just, just tell me what they are. Me too. Will is out. Little, <laughs> Little toy beach shovel. Will is out washing the sink. Will also has a podcast called Drive Check if you want to learn about Card Fight Vanguard. This is true. Or if you just want to hear Will's voice. I listen and I've never played Card Fight Vanguard in my life. That is also true. If you want to hear me <laughs> spend the first five minutes of every episode talking about completely random topics, sure. Uh, and I'm at Dragon a Lake on Twitter. You follow the podcast at Pokemon Podcast. And thank you to everyone who has reviewed us on iTunes. I know I say this every single week, but if you have iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, we are uh, almost up to 900 reviews. 
And so I would like to get there before our anniversary, which is the end of July. Uh, some people have been asking about shirts slash hoodies. Uh, we'll be doing a print run of them in July, so keep your eyes out for that. I try to do a hoodie slash shirt run every spring, every summer, every fall. Kind of skip the winter just because people are usually tight on money because of Christmas gifts and whatnot. But uh, about 20 reviews away from 900 if you haven't reviewed us yet. Otherwise, we will be back next week. And I don't think I'm forgetting anything, but I probably am. But uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective. It's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISE was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.